the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, Here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And, uh, you know, I tell you, for the last two, two plus years, I've been telling my listening audience to dream big, think big. Most important, be big at everything that you do. You know, so uh, thinking big, meaning that uh, you think out the box. I mean, think out the box. I mean, we can all do small things. and We can do things that's going to make us happy and satisfy us at that moment. But in order to make an impact, in order to be an impact, in order to lead, we're talking about impact leadership, to have an impact on the next generation, generations after that, and generations to come. You have to be thinking big and where I'm going with this is, I got a guest on tonight. Very, very good friend of mine, engineer, my Lockheed Morton days. No, you can find some things out about me that you don't know anything about. Lockheed Morton days when I was an aerospace engineer, and he is one as well. <laughs> and uh, it's just so nice hooking up with this guy again because. One of the brightest individuals that I know, and I know quite a few people. <laughs> and so, uh, how you doing today, my friend? How you doing? No, Noah. Okay, Noah, I can't hear him. How you doing, Michelle? I'm doing great. Um, I'm glad to be back home in Texas. We just got here. Our flight was delayed earlier today, but, you know, we, we got home and we were very fortunate. And I'm just looking forward to the show tonight. I'm looking forward to it as well. And I just want to make sure because I, I, I did not hear no anything coming from the studio. David, can you hear me? How you doing, my friend? Oh, there is nothing coming from the studio. Uh, um I don't know what's happening. I just heard the commercials. I heard, I heard the, you know, I, I mean, uh, baby, try to get in touch with, 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 with Noah because I don't hear anything coming. The phone's been ringing. I've been answering the phone. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, hey, David, how you doing, man? I'm good, brother. How you doing? <laughs> man, it's been a me? lot. I can now. Man, okay. a lot of years. A lot of years, man. And uh, I just uh, love what you're doing and. And thinking big, uh, that's what it's all about. And doing our aerospace uh, engineering days, I think you you probably lasted longer than me. I think I retired a little bit before you did, you know, Lockheed Martin. And, uh, but I uh, really enjoyed working with you, man, and learning a lot. And uh, you guys were, was uh, uh, some of my subcontractors when we would ha- we had uh, aircraft and we had all of these things that we were designing, and uh, in order to do that, it requires uh, impact leadership, and so that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Michelle, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Um, like I said before, I'm just so happy to be back home. Glad that, you know, even though our flight was delayed, we still got on a plane and we got here safe and sound. And we picked up our beautiful dog, Bella. So everything is right with the world. Well, it is now uh, because we came back uh, uh, three days early uh, uh, to get back to uh, uh, our, our wonderful dog, Bella, because she was having some problems. But we're back now. 
And uh, uh, just like Michelle just said, yeah, I didn't think we were going to make it back today because they ca- canceled our flight and delayed our flight. And, but we made it. How you doing today, Noah? How you doing, man? Uh, still trying to gather my bearings. Sorry, phone's been ringing off the hook. I'm doing spectacular and just trying to catch my breath in between everything. Wow. I hope they're calling in for this great show. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Because, be. they, uh, because that's where we're at right now. But, uh, hey, I want to get this thing started. And listen, audience, I, just like I was saying, we got David Vasquez, my great friend. Um, worked with him uh, at Lockheed Morton. And, and Michelle, can you, can you uh, tell our listening audience the purpose of tonight's show and also the title of tonight's show before we introduce this great guy. Yes, the title of tonight's show is Thinking Big in the Fourth Quarter of Life. And the purpose of the show tonight is getting to know the background of entrepreneur, investor, co-author, and military veteran David Velasquez. Discuss his career in the military and corporate world and talk about his book, Impact Leadership, and discuss what is the fourth quarter of life. And just like I was saying, uh, I don't know if you heard it. I, uh, when I, I was, my analogy was uh, what, what David is talking about is impact leadership, and it requires uh, for you to think out the box. And it's kind of like you use a scenario like a game. First quarter, you get started, you warm up. Second, you should be better team jail in third. Wow, you should guys be doing the fourth quarter. You got to finish it off. And then uh, over with experience, you uh, develop this leadership style where it impact others. So, uh, Michelle, can you introduce this great guy to our, our listeners? Oh, yes. David is an entrepreneur, investor, and co-author of the 2012 bestseller, The Art and Science of Success, Volume 2. He is semi-retired in his hometown, San Antonio, Texas, after a lifetime living and traveling the world. After Admiral's success through midlife, he offers leadership challenges of thinking big in the fourth quarter of his life. He's a seasoned leader with significant education and diverse experiences as a retired Army officer, a retired high-tech Fortune 300 manager and a former federal credit union board director of 20 years a lifelong learner he has a bachelor's in electronics engineering and three master's degrees including an executive mba and a lifetime of formal professional military corporate and network marketing leadership training having fun living life in his comfort zone david operates his two businesses mentors proteges and mostly serves as the one and only abuelo for his grandson RJ, a proud father and grandfather, he and his wife, Teresa, travel in a financial social network with family and friends. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, welcomes Mr. David Velasquez. David Velasquez. How are you doing, my friend? How you doing? How you doing, man? Yeah, this no, is doing good. Excited about talking to you today. Excited to what you're doing for a living, man. Uh, what, a, what a great time. Well, I tell you, man, we we shared a lot of years together, man. Uh, you know, uh, you know uh, designing and inventing things, and uh, I tell you, man, I I'm I'm so happy that I've been able to step away from that one <laughs> right there and just sit back and just uh, have fun. I'm not saying that we didn't have fun during that time, uh, but high pressure, producing, designing, and uh, you was always a top notch leadership guy that uh, made sure that uh, our teams uh, stayed on track with time, quality, and, and the money in budget. And uh, I tell you, uh, just tell our listening audience, uh, where are you from and how did you grow up? And uh, we only got about two minutes before the break, so we'll start with that. Okay, well, yeah, I was uh, born and raised here where I live now. Uh in San Antonio, Texas, uh, uh, mom, we, mom and dad moved here to San Antonio from Laredo uh, uh, to start a new life and uh, uh, get going with that. We lived near Inner City. You know, I went to a Catholic uh, elementary school for the first four years uh, until my sister went to high school, and dad moved us to a better part of town, newer neighborhood, better school. Um, you know, mom stayed at home. I had four sisters. I was the second of five. Uh, you know, dad always worked, right? He barbered the full time all his life, uh, uh, part time all his life. And 
was a state employee for a long time, then a contract electrician, and then in his life as a his working life as a steel with the steelworkers union. Wow, you know. So uh, when we get back, we're gonna take a station break. But when we get back, we're gonna uh, talk about uh, your military career and how you chose on becoming. Uh, aerospace engineer through the double uh, E program. You know, I tell you, listen, audience, if you want to be part of this great conversation, that's 1 888 Again, that's 1 888 It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true-life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and I got a very, very good friend, David Velasquez. That's here uh, got him in the flesh. And uh, I tell you, we worked together. We did a whole lot of things together. Uh, with, uh, I mean, a lot of you guys might know about programs called F-22 and F-35 and all of those uh, type of programs that um, you sit back and you watch right now. But uh, he and I was on the front end of the design and mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure that... Um, Everything turned out 15, 20 years later like, like we are experiencing today. And uh, this guy right here, I tell you, I owe him a whole lot and uh, making sure, because I was in charge of the Lockheed Martin uh, portion of, uh, of that, uh, that design. And, uh, and uh, you have to have a supporting cast that uh, I'm, I'm talking about true leaders that knows what's going on, that understands and everything is about budget, time, and the quality of what you produce, and that's what an engineer does. And this guy right here is one of the best in the business. And so tonight we're talking about thinking big in the fourth quarter, uh, the fourth quarter of life, of life, of life. Because well, sometimes we make mistakes, and we don't get it right in the first, second, or third quarter. But the fourth quarter, we got to finish the job. So, listen, audience, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Dave, 
<laughs> Man, I, you know I got to ask you this. Uh, I know you was inspired. Someone inspired you to join the military. You retired as a military officer just like me. And you developed the, uh, these type of qualities where uh, you turn uh, turn everything around with all the education, the double E and all that. And, man, you're making an impact on a lot of people's lives. Can you tell our listening audience a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I tell you, I, uh, San Antonio's a military town. I grew up here, but ironically, I mean, I was pretty naive growing up. I didn't know that. You know, I uh, had some uh, uh, a few scholarships to get me started in the college, but I was Running out, going to run out of money after my freshman year. Uh, but, you know, freshman year, everybody took ROTC. It was back in the days when Reagan was coming on board, lots of fun money. You know, you take a one-hour class and you learn how to repel or orienteer or something. And, you know, uh, then you'd go out on the weekend and have some fun doing that stuff. And so uh, I got along good with the ROTC instructors. They were racquetball buddies of mine. And when they found out that I was running out of money, I'm going to have to drop out for a while, they uh, – they talked me into applying for a three-year scholarship uh, to help carry me through, and it changed my life. Wow! Changed my uh, life. I, I know it did, because you know, the military. I mean, not just, but you, you know, you 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 run across role models, you run across people just like your ROTC instructors, all uh, that uh, leave an everlasting because they see, they see things in you or us that we don't see in ourselves at that time. So they lend that extra hand to make sure that they're teaching a young fella that uh, you're going to have an impact one day uh, in life. But you just have to go through the change. You've got to get your education. You've got to finish this ROTC program. You've got to do all that stuff. Uh, Dave, what is some of the biggest lessons that you learn? you know, going through the ROTC program, learning all of these things, being an army officer uh, that transitioned you to being one of the best engineers uh, on record. Well, you know, we came in at a time uh, when the army and the services were going through a great modernization effort, you know, and uh, I came in as an electronics engineer and uh, for the army, we were rolling out things like the new M1 Abrams tank and the Bradley Biden vehicle, uh, Apache helicopters and that kind of stuff. And, so they needed somebody that understood the electronics side to be the guy testing that stuff. We have plenty of guys that understood powertrain of an engine or you know, the power of a 125-millimeter gun or you know, how long a trap pad going to last. But it was uh, kind of a new environment for all the uh, computer electronics on there. So I was lucky. I got stationed up in Aberdeen, Maryland. And I got to test a bunch of those things. Uh, and got to understand, you know, how... You know, how I, I commanded there after three years of leading technical teams. I commanded there for a great guy. Ended up going off and uh, retiring as a three-star. Um, they, they sent me to career course and out to the Naval Postgraduate School. And, you know, Navy guys are just smarter, right, James? You knew that, right? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I went to the, uh, Navy Postgraduate School. But, you know, everybody ain't smart there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but... Um, I, 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 I'm just joking, but yes, man, they, they teach you uh, the strategies of military understanding and knowledge, and they also teach you leadership. Uh, yeah. uh, along with the technical side, the leadership side is uh, as we grow and become senior officers, that becomes more important uh, than the technical side. You have to have an understanding of the technical side because your people are working for you, but you have to be able to lead them. And grow and man, I tell you, you have uh, done such a wonderful job. You know, so uh, David, what inspired you to become an? I mean, I'm talking about all of this uh, knowledge or uh, uh, engineering, uh, postgraduate army officer, uh, Lockheed, and what what inspired you to want to become an author to make sure that you put your words in writing uh, to educate and teach others? You, you know, I, uh, I, I don't know that I was inspired to it. You know, I, I think you know, uh, it's like so many, you know, opportunities in life that if you just kind of stay open-minded, they fall in your lap. And you just got to be aware, you know, that things like that fall into your lap. So, you know, uh, 
it was actually, you know, way after the Army and way after my corporate career that uh, I had an opportunity to fall on my lap to co-author the first book. And I just jumped at it. You know, by then I'd had, you know, a lot of different pieces of success. And I thought I had a story to tell that, you know, might, uh, might help other people. So that's kind of how that started. David, can you tell us about your latest book, Impact Leadership, and basically what is your two-minute elevator pitch on this book? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I, uh, like we said with the first book, I mean, I am an author, you know, uh, um, and uh, a best-selling author. And so uh, I, had a, I had a call in here to uh, uh, publish the second book. And like I say, it's kind of funny how it came about. You know, uh, I spent the last several years after the corporate career, you know, uh, uh, helping raise my grandson uh, and helping take my parents to uh, to the grave. Uh, and what happened here just the last couple of years is the grandson is starting to kind of understand the notion of past success. You know, he says, you know, well, how come you don't work? You know, and I can tell him things like, well, I don't have a job. Poppy, but, you know, uh, I have the businesses and the businesses make money. That way I don't have to go to a job and I can spend more time with you. Or, or you know, I, I always save my money and so now the, the money makes money so I get to spend more time with you instead of going to... And so he's been asking the right kind of questions and he caught on to it and so I thought, you know what, I need to capture what he's got now, write something that might speak to him and they kind of set him up maybe in five, six years that we do another book together. And then as he's applying to college, he's applying, you know, as a best-selling author. So uh, that, that's kind of what drove in that direction. But, you know, the book's kind of like a chicken soup for the soul. It's a compilation of a bunch mm-hmm. of little stories uh, through my author network. Uh, and each of them talks about, you know, something different. But, you know, their challenges, there's business owners, not for nerds, there's you know, millionaires or dreamers, people just like me and you that, you know, uh, kind of come together and they tell their story. And the compilation is so powerful because there's a nugget in there for everybody. There's an aha moment that everybody will get out of this thing. So, you know, I think the lessons can apply to anybody. And in fact, you know, the my, my lead chapter is called uh, Leadership After the First Million. Uh, uh, and in the fourth quarter of life, you know, leadership challenges. Because, you know, I'd had success. I didn't know that I had to do this, but uh, if I was, then what's the story I'm going to tell? You know, I'd retired a corporate career. I retired uh, a, a passion that I had with the, uh, uh, as a director of the credit union. I'd been through a military career. So at some point, you know, what, what are you amounting to and where are you going next? And so uh, uh, with this whole thing with COVID happening to us, it gave me time to sit back, think, observe what was happening, and uh, decide to put something together about, you know, there's still a lot of time left in life, and there's still a big impact you can have. Uh, and so uh, it kind of drove me to do this one. How's that for two minutes? Wow. You know, um, that is great. And I, I tell you, I tell you, uh, we're coming up on a break, but before uh, we hit the break, one minute or less, what kind of changes, maybe, you know, like leadership, that you see that uh, uh, the next generation that can learn uh, from us to to go in and give their very best and have an open mind so that they can learn to be the best, whatever they ch- decide to do, uh, be the best that they can be? Well, you know, the first thing is know that you can be the best. I mean, there's no limit in, in what people can accomplish. You know, you may not have all the tools or resources or assets. Or, you know, usually what holds people back is the vision. They don't, they don't see how to get from here to there. But, man, there's people that will help you, and uh, you just got to decide that you're going to take some action and go in that direction and find the people that will help you. Dream big. Well, you know, you got to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. And uh, I know that uh, as an impact leadership guy and, and dreaming uh, and all, always worrying about 
first, second, third, but most importantly, the fourth quarter in life. We're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back, and we're going to continue this fantastic discussion with my great friend, David Velasquez. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true-life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. 96.1 North County and AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, I tell you, we're talking tonight about thinking big in the fourth quarter of life. But in order for you to get to the fourth quarter of life, you got to dream big and think big and be big in the first two, three quarters of life, Noah. You know what I'm talking about, my friend. Yeah, but you're using football terminology, man. You need to equate it to like innings, like, you know, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. Then, you know, I can relate to that. But I understand completely what but, you're But, you know, about. all yeah. of those are, 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 are the same. I'm talking about this. You have to understand uh, your opponent or your team or whatever you're doing. Uh, then you have to develop a strategy. Then you have to be able to perfect that. And then you have to be able to close it out. You know, so I know. Listen. I was just giving you a little bit of on-air on hard time there, J.C. No, but I, I like the baseball. I'm a, a football, basketball, baseball. Yeah, you just, you know, you, you translate it to a different sport. But when you're in that final crunch time, you know, you have to look at things a little bit differently, don't you? You have to look at things a little bit different. You have to be able to think different because over time, experience uh, should sink in. And you become that veteran. You become that Tom Brady. Type, I know she has, she, uh, she can't stand that. But uh, <laughs> but Tom Brady, I'm telling you, I don't care. He's he's still the greatest. Then listen, audience, the phone lines are open. If you want to be part of this great conversation, talk to this great man. That's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. And to equate it to one more sport, you got to you know, unleash your inner Michael Jordan. There's your basketball reference. <laughs> so, David, producer Noah here, uh, what were the biggest lessons that you learned or maybe takeaways from your corporate career that you could share with people? Yeah, um, I, uh, I tell you, uh, the, the, the corporate career, uh, that was just another blessing in my life. You know, um, uh, the, the idea that um, 
I was able to transition at a, at almost a perfect time. You know, I, I exited the military early based on the circumstances at that time uh, to jump on board with a company that was doing some really great stuff, uh, tying together the whole concept of train like you fight. You know, I worked in the simulation world initially uh, and came in as a subject matter expert uh, understanding Army doctrine to try to uh, uh, you know, roll that into the simulations they were they were building. Uh, it was a little bit different uh, in in the corporate world than it was uh, in the military. Uh, you know, in the in the military, when I think in terms of leadership, I mean, there's a document that's written. There's a concept behind it. There's a stepping stone to get it. You know, fairly rigid, uh, fairly competitive. Everybody knows that, so every step along the hierarchy, you know, your leadership knew how to groom you and train you to do the right kinds of things, right? It, it wasn't so much so in the corporate. So, I mean, it was a little more relaxed. Uh, you know, the, the mentoring I got in the corporate world was really when some one person, you know, took an interest and wanted to tell me, hey, you know what, uh, uh, you're not as polished on this side as you should be. So, uh, you know, you want to work on that a little bit. Or, you know, when you speak to that, you know, say these kinds of things that, uh, you know, credentialize back to where you are. So it was a little bit different doing it that way. But I tell you, the, the, the real lessons I kind of took away from the corporate world was uh, there's, no, there's no free lunch. You know, in the military world, when I ran a project, I had a project budget, but I didn't have to pay for my time, Right. My time was given. But in the corporate world, now I had to learn how to kind of pave my way along. You know, there was no free ride. I had to pay for my own time. You know, learn how to you know, run your own profit and loss center. You know, I guess uh, I lucked out. You know, in the corporate world, I worked for a, a huge company that was little known up front and became very popular. I went from $3 billion to $10 billion over the first 10 years I was there. It was employee-owned. So we each had a chance to participate in, you know, buying the stock and, and, and being a part of the, the company getting bigger and stuff. And yeah, after 10 years, it went public in the largest IPO of 2006 behind MasterCard. It was a $10 billion company with 50,000 employees. And I got to think, you know, 20,000 20, of us, you know, went over the top that way because of the, you know, the, the value of the owner and his dedication and commitment to employee ownership and everybody share everything, right? So made out that, I tell you, the, the biggest thing the, 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 on the other side, the learning curve was, you know, uh, I, you know I, I had a small business partner here in town and, uh, and a guy I went to high school with, a guy named Jesse Allen, you know, he had a great company and uh, was able to help me out a lot for all the things I had to do. And he's the one that picked up on it right away. You know, I, I was able to master all the, all the pieces of the job to go find work, build a team around it, propose it, win it, work it, and shut it down, and get on to the next thing. He, and he used to tell me, you know, Dave, you know, you're actually the bottleneck to your own growth. You know, you're trying to do it all, you know, and you don't really get a lot of help, you know, so, you know, you ought to just think about hanging up your own shingle and working for yourself. And I was too small minded at the time to understand the magnitude of the opportunity he was offering me. Uh, you know, for me, it was like, but I'm fat and dumb on a fat paycheck. Why, why would I want to go out and you know, work that hard? But that was probably the biggest thing is that you can be your worst enemy. Uh, you can be the bottleneck if you try to do everything and carry everything. You know, you got to learn how to delegate out and bring up other people uh, to do that stuff. That's really the lesson I got out of the corporate world. That's a great lesson. I mean, it's a big one. And so, you know, you, you obviously took some time during your career, your corporate career, to learn this. But you also retired from your corporate career fairly early. So did you have any regrets after you did that and how you managed that transition into retirement? Well, yeah, I tell you, I mean, this, this is kind of like uh, a little selfish sounding, a little... Uh, you know, what I missed most was the fat paycheck. You know, it, it took me time to make up that fat paycheck, uh, but the timing couldn't have been more perfect. Uh, it was during the Obama years. They were cutting down on the defense spending. 
the competition. You know, uh, James talks about the, the kind of high-end work that we did. I was blessed that I led a bunch of world-class kind of guys. Uh, he'll, he'll resonate with you, know, Bob Mansfield and uh, Dr. Gary Smith, Dick Newton, uh, Mark Bell, you know, on and on. I had a, a, a whole, Katie Bryant, I had a whole team on different areas of world-class engineers in their area, right? Uh, but as the company went to split into two and went into a high-bid area and a low-bid area, you know, then things got tough. Uh, the work that James and I used to do for my company had kind of come to an end. Uh, I had some stuff set up, but, you know, I had a, bro- uh, a boss, a guy named Bruce Caida. And uh, Bruce is still working for SAIC, but, you know, uh, he called me up from, uh, he was up in uh, the Columbia area. And he said, you know, Dave, uh, you know, I, I, I got your plan here. You're taking care of when the company's splitting two. You know, you got your work, and uh, and that's great, but you know, I just think you ought to look at this, uh, uh, whatever they call it, uh, the, the buyout package. For the, you know, they were trying to reduce the size of the company to split it and reduce some overhead. He says you want to look at it because it's it's really a, a great package. And you know, he was right. It was just you know uh, too good to be true. It was, it was 2012. It was it was going to pay me through 2013. So it had a long. Uh, 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 earning stream uh, through it. So uh, I was 55 years old, and uh, my my grandson, RJ, who's you know, just a big part of everything I think about now, dude, he was born that year. Uh, Mom and dad were aging. I wanted to spend more time with them. So it just seemed, you know, even though it was a, a, a defining moment, I mean, all the pieces seemed right. I don't know that it was a uh, some major plan. I mean, I thought I was going to be working another five, six years there. I mean, I'd retired the Army at 15, and then this career, it was 16 years. Uh, but the timing was just right. Uh, it wasn't all a big plan. Uh, sometimes things, like I said, the opportunities fall in your lap, and you got to be ready for them. So, yeah, a little bit, a little bit of a, you know, a regret there, but not much. You know, I missed the crowds, and I'm glad I'm still in touch with guys like James. Uh, but, you know, I had other things to fall back on. I was uh, uh, a director on a, a large credit union on the board of directors. I had uh, uh, two, three years prior been introduced to a world-class travel club that ended up uh, had a network marketing back into it, and I was loving that stuff. Uh, my real estate business had, had started. You know, I had uh, mentors through the network marketing that were, you know, hard money lenders or real estate lenders, and you know they uh, invited my investment uh, 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 to play in that world. So I had plenty of things going hey, on. Hey, Dave, 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 keep that thought. Uh, we got about three callers on, but we're gonna take a station break. <laughs> you know, but uh, you know, uh, just like uh, the biggest challenge that uh, you had was same as I when we got bought out, and but they pay our salary for the next eighteen months and. We can't be mad <laughs> when we get every time when you already get it. But I tell you what, listen, if you want to be part of this conversation, that's one 888 We'll be back shortly after the break with Dave Velasquez. This is your life from James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley, available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, we got one of my very, very good friends, uh, David Velasquez, here. And I, I tell you, I, I know we got a, a, a line of callers on uh, uh, that's waiting to talk to him. Uh, but before we even uh, accept a caller, uh, 90 seconds or less, Dave, I, w- I want you to tell our listening audience, um, what is your definition of where you spend your time and why you spend your time leading up to the fourth quarter? Uh, life and this is life because we we put a whole lot of time in everything we do leading up to that 90 seconds or less my friend yeah well i tell you I, uh, uh through my travel club I, I just started a 60-day fitness challenge you know so i think in terms of uh you're prolonging my life i want a very long fourth quarter right so uh, starting to eat better and uh, uh take the supplements i need and uh, take care of my body i do a lot of thinking about you know what's going to happen uh uh, with you know all the social issues we have, the political issues, uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, I try not to be too political, but I, I do have my philosophies, uh, and uh, I try not to put it on anybody. But uh, and I, I just have thought a lot about you know uh, what this lockdown has done to us, uh, uh, what uh, how it's affected people, you know uh, how I miss getting out with the crowd. And, uh, mourning all the people that we've lost. And uh, like I tell people, if you don't come out of this lockdown with a, a new skill, a new business, a new something, uh, something's missing. It's, it's, not the, it's not the circumstance of you. So that's what this book's doing for me, trying to get out there. Well, you, you're absolutely right. If you don't learn it, uh, something in this lockdown, that means uh, that the problem is you. Uh, because we're all going through that. And uh, it's challenges, but we we need to focus on the positivity, uh, the positive things, and and build up on our character and our ourselves. What's gonna make us better? I tell you, we got we got callers on the line. I think we got Megan on on the line. Uh, Noah, is, is is she still there? Hi. Megan, you're on the James Cooley Show. It's your life. How you doing, Megan? Hi. How you doing, working? Hi James. How you how you doing? Welcome to the show. How you doing today? Thank you. I'm doing good. Um, I'm David's niece. I called into the show to ask a question and just say hello and we're proud of him. <laughs> you know David is a great, great guy. You already know that, Megan. I've been knowing you. I've been knowing your uncle for a long time. You know, so great guy. <laughs> he is. He's What's helped us out a lot and we appreciate him. <laughs> you got a question for him? I do. Um, so what are some key factors you look for when it comes to making investments? And how do you determine which ones are worth the risk? Well, uh, first of all, I'm very conservative. Uh, I had 20 years on the credit union board, so I understand the finances the way of, uh, they run through a bank. So I try to be very conservative. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, minimize the risk to go after high gains. So kind of like my real estate investments, they're through trusted people that I know uh, won't let me down. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I try to use the equity markets. You know, I, I go with big companies. I have a wealth advisor that uh, helps me out with that. Uh, I do look for mm-hmm. some uh, small and mid-cap companies that, you know, are going to be the next ones. But generally pretty conservative. You know, we you know how I grew up, so... Uh, we don't yeah. really know how to spend money, you know, and yeah. so, uh, but I just think in terms of, uh, you know, the rule of 72 is if I can just keep things constant, I know things will double, you know, uh, just on compounding interest. 
What a fantastic answer. Hey, Megan, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you. That was an absolutely fantastic question. And the rule of 72, for people that don't know, every six years, I mean, if you invest this uh, 50, 100,000, whatever that is, it's going to double within six to seven years. Uh, We got another caller. Andrew, are you still there? Yes, I am. Hello. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. You got a question for this great man? Yes, yes, I do. So, Mr. David, I had a question. Uh, what are three key habits or behavioral patterns to advance into leadership within engineering? Uh, well, on the engineering, you had to stay current. You know, uh, what, what happened to me right away is you get into leadership positions and then you become the project manager and you get away from the technical skills. So, uh, uh, on the engineering side, you know, the, the technology changes so quickly. You want to stay focused on the technology side or be able to, like you say, take that path up through management where you're going to probably run the same thing I did, uh, that, uh, you know, not knowing how to hand off and delegate and uh, run yourself thing. So that's probably the first one, stay technical. Yeah, the second thing is, you know, education. You know, you got to keep getting smarter because the technology is changing all the time. There's the hands-on skills and there's the theory. And then uh, the third thing is not stagnating. So you might stick me in one place or one job, but uh, that can stagnate. So even though I spent 16 years with one company, I think I had 10 different jobs during those 16 years. So those would be the three. Okay, thank you very much. Yes, uh, uh, we got Brittany on the line. How you doing, Brittany? Hi, hello. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you, Dad? <laughs> that, that's my daughter. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing just fine. Hey, do you got a question for this great man? Yes, David. How are you doing? Great. All right, good to know. So my question is quick. So I've recently started training and trained uh, into a leadership role. Um, what are some key qualities and attributes I should focus on to be successful in this role? Uh, you know, the, the key things on leadership is, you know, you, the way you lead is by showing people how. I mean, you got to have some people skills, but you you got to show people how. People aren't going to follow you just because, you know, of your resume or because you're on a talk show. You know, they're going to follow you because they see what you're doing, see the results, and they know they can learn from you. I think that, that's probably the big thing there. And that, that applied through the Army, the corporate career, the credit union, you know, and even today. Wow. That's a great question, Brittany, a great answer. Hey, uh, Dave, uh, I'm going to ask you this uh, because we got current situation. A lot of people think that there's no hope or or a lot of folks have given up uh, because of the current situations that we have, the issues that we have, such as the economy, voter sympathy, politics and race relations, religion. What word or encouragement would you give people that might think that that they just stuck and, and nothing is going to change and uh, that we're doomed. What would you tell them? Yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the longer you tell yourself those kinds of things, you, you manifest them. You know, so first thing is, you know, just know that what you want to accomplish is doable, right? Uh, and you know, Try to get the negative thoughts out of your head. Tell yourself positive things. Wake up every morning. Feed your brains with positive affirmations. Read the right books. You know, hang around with the right people. You know, the secret to my success was always not that I was some great leader. You know, I always thought myself as a, a great execution guy, the number two guy. But I always had and still have great leaders around me. And uh, it's a, they show me the way. They have the words of wisdom. You know, they show me how to do it and inspire me to go uh, and keep doing it. So just know that there's so much opportunity out there right now. So much, you know. And so uh, whatever it is you want, I mean, start start at home and, and, and expand from there. You know, you got teachers, counselors, uh, uh, business owners, mentors, people all over the place that uh, people want to help. 
Wow. They, they, we're down to the last uh, minute of the show. Uh, impact leadership. Uh, and if, if folks, are, which I, I think they need to be in tune, how can they get in touch with you? How can they be a part of what you're doing? How can you uh, help them out through seminars or whatever, uh, uh, 30 seconds or less? Or can you tell them how to get in touch with you and all that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I'm on all the social media. I have them all collected in one place. Uh, the best place is go to my Linktree account, and I'll give that to you. It's uh, L-I-N-K-T-R dot double E, so Linktree forward slash David S. Velasquez. And from there, you can find you know, access to the book. You can find access to all my social media, all my activities, uh, and reach out to me and uh, see how I can help you. We'd love to wow. do that. Hey, Dave, uh, we're down to the last 45 seconds of the show. I want to thank you so much, my friend, uh, for taking the time to come on the show. We're going to do this again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'd like to thank my great, great uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley, you know, for always being here, doing all the heavy lifting. I'd like to thank my great producer, Noah Dingley. Uh, you my guy. You know that. We, we do great things together. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience for tuning in every night. Uh, to the James Cooley Show, it's your life. Uh, We're going to keep bringing it. You guys keep tuning in. Uh, we're always looking for sponsors so we can continue to bring this great message and great guests like David V. Velasquez uh, to the show. We're uh, we, we coming back tomorrow uh, fully loaded. We're bringing the action back. And I tell you, I want everybody to tune in. We've got a great show tomorrow. And so I tell you, it's your life with James Cooley. Always dream big, think big, and be big at everything you do. Just like David saying, thinking big. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.